Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Whew. Hey, uh, you know, today I, ju- I just want to say something um, um, that I don't think I've ever shared this way before. Um, the The... The, the the title is very simple, and that is, it's been worth it to me. You know, I, I I just I just kept thinking that this morning, that it's all been worth it to me. And what I mean by that is this relationship that I have with my heavenly Father. It's been worth it to me. I, I I can't even tell you the value that it has had in my life. I, I I can't tell you how it's helped me to understand not only my purpose, but to better understand my past. That's 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 critical, man. Because I, I'm I'm grateful for that because so many people can't get beyond their past, an event, a set of circumstances, some calamity that besets them. Maybe it's been grief, something. But it ties so many people up. It's been so worth it to me. It, 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 man, it, it's, it's been worth having someone to go to when no one else was there. 
Do you do you understand what I'm saying? It has it has given me a place to go when no one else has been there. Oh, hey man, we pulling for you. Hey man, hang in there. Hey man, keep your head up. All of that. But I gotta tell you, man. You get yourself in some circumstances and situations in this thing called life when no one can help you but God. When the only person that could possibly understand or know what you're feeling is God. The only person that'll sit there with you through it all and understand everything about it has been God. It's been worth it to me, man. It's, it's been worth it to me. It's been the biggest improvement in my life. I mean, man, as, as I look back over my life, man, forming a strong bond with God has been the most beneficial thing to me. You know, these things you read in your in in your in in, in writings in, in the Bible or, or or whatever you're reading, you know, when you when you read scriptures and things of that nature, it, it it's it's been around a long time. It holds so much truth to it. I mean, man, it's like how could this have been written so long ago and still pertain directly to today? I mean, that that's amazing. That is amazing to me. That I mean, that has to be God at work. To have written something so complete so dead on point that if you read it today, it means exactly what pertains to today. That's amazing, man. That that's why my 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 spiritual walk, it's just worth it to me. And I keep saying it's worth it because if you sitting out there and you tripping like I was tripping, Decide, nah, let me do it. I got a few more things I want to do, a couple more girls I want to holler at, a couple more things I want to get into. I got a couple more deals I want to do. I got a little bit more dirt I want to roll up on me a little bit first before I, man, I wish I had known. I really wish I had understood exactly what forming a relationship with God would do for me. It's been worth every person who out there who hating on me that don't even know me, it's because I have a relationship with him that I'm fine with that. I don't care for it, but it ain't going to stop me, though. See, because I know for a fact that haters make you greater. I know for a fact that haters validate your, your mere existence. I know for a fact that half of them is out of envy and jealousy because of something you're doing that they wish they could do or they want credit for. So they just, ah, anything, all that, bam. And now you just all over the place with people. Man, I'm so grateful for this relationship that it has not allowed outside influences that do not have my best interests at heart to, to throw me off course. It, it, it has just been worth it. And if you're sitting out there and you're wondering about the benefits of it. I, I can't even tell you what it's like to know that when bad things are happening to me, the calming peace that I feel, 
that I know that that's going to be all right too. That I know that this too shall pass. That I know in my heart of hearts, man, that there's got to be a reason for this. And if I can just hang on in there, he going to unfold that for me. And he going to let me see it. But the number one thing I always know is I'm going to survive this one too. That this too shall pass. It has been worth it to me, man, to, to, to have this thing called faith, which is the belief in things that you cannot see. And to know, man, along the way that, oh, my goodness, man, even though I don't know what's next or even I'm not really sure about the next step, I do know for a fact that some more is coming. I do know for a fact it is a fact that God will take care of me. It is a fact that he will never, ever leave me or desert me. If I just stay here where I'm supposed to be, he's coming. The Calvary's coming over the hill. He's coming over the hill, and when he come over that hill, he's going to wipe out all this mess down here that's, that's trying to hurt me, that, that I don't have to worry about my enemies anymore, that my enemies that are all around, you can surround me. You can shoot all the arrows you want. Now, it's not to say that none of them ain't going to come close. And I ain't going to say that, you know, I ain't going to be a little under some pressure, a little nervous about being shot at so hard. But at the end of the day, I know this for sure. Ain't none of them going to stick in me. You can shoot them, but ain't none of them going to stick in me. No matter what you do, no weapon formed against me. Nothing. You can't you can't do nothing with me, man. I'm I'm so cool. It's been worth it for me. Man. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the Steve Harvey Morning Show is coming on with a new tone, with a sense of accomplishment, with a little bit lighter heart this morning. The Steve Harvey Morning Show is in the words of LTD, back in love, I get mixed emotion. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey, morning show. All together, Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, that damn junior, I have a name for you I've invented, and nephew Tommy. Morning, Big everybody. Morning, morning, everybody. Morning. Yeah. What's happening? What's Harvey. happening? Still Woo-hoo. basking in the glow. Man. Yep. Still work to be done, but basking in glow. I done got a tan in it. I'm I'm loving it. Man. (laughs) Yes. A turning point. A turning point. There's hope. A turning point. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we we kind of, you know, the three other officers that were standing by doing nothing, Mm -hmm. they go on trial in August. August 23rd. Yeah. And uh, Carla gave me the... uh, Carla gave me the charges that they're faced with. Aiding and abetting. Uh-huh. And is it second-degree murder? Second-degree murder. And, and manslaughter? Yeah, something to that. Oh, so effect. they got three counts, too. All they, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, not not all of them are as serious as uh, Chauvin's. Derek Chauvin. Right. But I know at least they're going to get aiding and abetting. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. they'll get that, but I don't. I don't know about the other two, Carla. Yes, sir. Carla, you gave yes, the charges for the other three. Uh, what What are those charges again? Okay, so the other three officers 
They will be uh, on trial beginning August 23rd, same court building in Minneapolis, and they have been charged. They're going to try them all three together. The state has charged them each with two counts of aiding and abetting, one for second-degree murder and one for second-degree manslaughter. Mm-hmm. All of the former officers would face the same maximum penalty of 40 years in prison oh, wow. if they're found guilty of aiding and abetting second-degree unintentional murder. A guilty verdict on aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter would expose them to a maximum of 10 years in prison, and this is according to NPR. It's going to be interesting because, yeah, that's serious. you know, that uh, without reasonable you know you know without yeah. uh what they call um reasonable doubt they may be able to come up with something for that they may you're not going to escape think, all of them though dog. no no and i don't want them to yeah. but yeah. i'm preparing for that the one we needed to go was him because he committed yeah, all the dirt yeah, but but mm-hmm. it would be a great message to send to other police officers that standing around watching one of your uh, uh, fellow officers commit a crime is also on your watch too. That's a great mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, police reform. Yep. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm. yep. Hopefully um, it's the start of something. All right, Steve, we're going to do our regular show today. Yeah. uh, We're going to switch gears when we come back at 32 minutes after the hour. Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump and George Floyd's brother, Felonis Floyd, will be our very wow. special what? guest. Can't wait to okay. talk to them. Yeah, and you don't wow. want to miss that. Yeah, that is at the top of the hour. But right now, uh, we're switching gears because it's time to ask the CLO, uh, the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey. All right, this one's from Kathy in Charleston, South Carolina. Kathy says, I'm a 30-something single female, and I live in a townhome with a shared backyard. I have a small garden growing in raised pots on my patio. There's an older couple living to my right, and they have a small dog that roams around without a leash. None of my neighbors complain since the dog is so cute. Recently, their dog came on my patio and ate a chili pepper from my garden. He was rushed to the veterinarian, and he's okay now, but my neighbors want me to pay the vet bill. Is this my fault? No, hell no. No. What? It's <laughs> their fault. Yeah. You keep a little damn dog on a leash or, 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 or put a little something for him to roam on a little section of the yard. Mm-hmm. Then walk your ass over there eating another pepper now. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not your hey. fault. Mm-mm. You have every right to grow a garden on your part of your of, of the yard. Yeah, they share the backyard, mm-hmm. yeah. Paying no damn bill for your damn dog. <laughs> Put another pepper in Fido Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or either give him another pepper, let him build up a tolerance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh. All right, uh, Tamika, and we're moving on. Tamika in Gulfport, Mississippi says, my parents are retired and my dad has bought an RV, so they decided to come to visit me. Their RV has now been parked in my driveway for almost three weeks, and they've overstayed their welcome. I never know what to expect when I get home from work. They act like they're parked at a campsite. One day, they had a fish fry in the driveway. 
another day was a crawfish boil and my dad barbecues every other day uh my friends come eat and hang out with them how do i tell them it's time to roll out (laughs) what roll out Man, I you know I mean all this some good eating going on. Yeah, Man, yeah. sounds like Hairball, fun to me. Barbecue. You come home from work and you got barbecue. <laughs> she mad. Man, I'm straight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, you Daddy. You have to cook dinner. Uh-huh. Hey, Daddy, can you do that dry rub tomorrow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Daddy, in that crab bar, could you put a little bit more Old Bay in there? I just want a little bit more. Huh? Yes, See you tomorrow. Yes. Hell, I start charging my friends. I have fish fries. Uh, fish fries. I'll be making money. Uh huh. So she wants to know how 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 does she tell them it's time to roll out? Why would she even do that? Well, I don't know. You can't. I wouldn't do that if I was not you. to my parents. No. No. If ain't no neighbors complaining about, it. must be a nice looking RV though. Yeah. Ain't nobody complaining. The neighbors probably yeah. coming to get a plate. You ain't know they complaining. are. Hell yeah. <laughs> is the food ready yet? Yeah, is that corn and sausage in that crab? What you got? What else you got in that thing? And her or what you come, do, come or what you do is on the out. weekend, mm-hmm. tell them you want to go on a trip with them and let them drive a long way away. And then at night, you get down out to camper and go catch a plane back home. <laughs> and then or, just let them, and then just let, let them, them think your ass is missing. <laughs> <laughs> or just let them stay. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Leslie in Gary, Indiana, CLO says, I had three bees nests in my attic, so I had to stay with my sister Ooh. and her husband while the exterminators got them out. I'm sleeping in the bedroom in the basement, and that's where my husband's home office is. I woke up in the middle of the night over the weekend, and I heard her husband mumbling. I could tell he was on the phone, and I assumed he was talking to a female. I wanted to confront him. But I don't know how. What should I say? That ain't this your ain't business. Your business. Nothing. Damn, come on, Tommy. Yeah. Me and Tommy at the same time. That ain't your business. <laughs> it really isn't. You heard him Why mumbling. Kill me and you assumed that. he was talking to what? Yeah. No evidence. Nothing. You're gonna be fine. Your ass gonna be back over there with them damn bees, is what you gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna happen to you. I can see that now. And how long you does move it take in to and do with that? nest steel over there. They ain't got all them bees, I can tell you that right now. Take a minute to get them bees out. <laughs> yeah. Ass going to be laying waiting. up there. You're going to hear more than some mumbling. Yeah. Stay, stay out of their yeah. business. This is not right. your business. It really isn't. You in this man's mean. house. You in his home office. You heard him mumbling. Just probably because you was down there sleeping. He'd probably be Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's what, exactly right, Junior. Exactly Trying to right. let you stay asleep. Be respectful yeah. of you. Yeah. Wow. Man, you a trip. Black people don't know how to be guests. You a guest. That's <laughs> <laughs> not your house. <laughs> oh, that's why you ain't got nobody now but them damn bees. <laughs> Sharice in the Bronx says, I'm 48 and I'm still single and looking for my ideal man to spend the rest of my life with. I tell every new guy I meet that I'm dating to get married. Most of them have told me to stay in the moment and wait to see what happens, but not exactly in those words. After I tell them there will be no sex, hmm, the calls and the dates stop. 
I've been on at least 20 dates since January, and I'm still single. How am I supposed to date with the intention of getting married when men are only dating for sex? Well, let me ask you a question. You don't even give a guy a chance to like you before you run him off. Just date, find out if you even like a person, if that person even likes you. Enjoy their company for a few dates before you break out this. But what is she saying, Steve, as soon as she meets them on okay. the date? Okay, Shirley. Okay, Shirley. So we go out on a date. You, uh-huh. you be the dude. Go ahead and talk to me. Let me show you how to go. Hey, baby, how you doing? You sure look nice tonight. I look, I look nice in a wedding dress. <laughs> what? Nobody, nobody, nobody know you. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We're just getting to know. I'm just taking you over here, you know, to the Red Lobster so we can have dinner. You know. Mm-hmm. If you likes they biscuit and you want some of this biscuit, we're going to need to get married. Because my biscuit got more than cheese on it. Huh? That's me and my car speeding off. Mm. All right. Uh, coming up next, thank you, CLO. The nephew would run that prank back right after this. Damn, I want some of them biscuits now. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, our special guest, civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump, and a spe- another special guest, George Floyd's brother, uh, Felonis Floyd, will be our special guest. You don't want to miss it, but right now wow. the nephew is here. Yeah, that's exciting. I can't wait. Mm-hmm to hear um, what they have to say after the verdict and everything. But right now, uh, the nephew is here to bring us a little laughter with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? My favorite socks. My favorite socks. Booties. You're pranking people about socks? What you say? Hey, what? hey. Oh, like. Hey. <laughs> socks are serious, okay? My favorite really? socks. Okay. Everybody got favorite socks, favorite bras, favorite panties, paper drawers. These are no, favorite I socks. I don't. Well, you don't. You probably don't wear the same socks twice. You different. When when have you washed a load of clothes? Let let since you talking. When you washed wow. a load of clothes? I've hmm? never been in the laundry room. Thank you. <laughs> so you ain't got no favorite ass socks. Play the play the prank cat. <laughs> now you hating on his. <laughs> Hello, I'm trying to reach a Charles. Yeah, this Charles. Okay, are you the guy? Do you live in apartment? Who is it? My name Benny, man. I live in. F- Let me say this to you, man. This like the third time this that happened, you know. And I done got fed up with it, so I'm finna sit. We finna get hold this up, straight. Hold up, man. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Who are you again? My name Benny, man. I live in. F- Let's listen. Do you use the washroom on the property? Yeah, man. I use the washroom. What's up? Okay. This the third time this that happened. Last night was, was the third time. All right. Now the first time. I, I happen to be in the washroom with you, and I come up with a shirt missing. Now, the second time was was, was uh, uh, my T-shirt, my Chicago Bulls championship T-shirt. I saw your girl with it on. Now, last night, last night was the one that drew the line. My favorite socks was missing out the dryer when whoa, I whoa, come whoa, back wait, to get wait, my stuff. Up, so I don't know what you're doing, man, when you're in this washroom. If you decide you're just going to go shopping in the dryer and get what you want out of it from other people's stuff, man. But this hey, ain't cool. Brother, hold up. I'm a grown man. What are you talking about shopping? I work every day. I buy my own Listen, you call me tripping about some clothes. And what's, you call me tripping about some socks? you I'm right. They're my favorite socks. So what, what I got a problem is, what, what make you think you can start opening up dryers, getting people's stuff out, man? Hold up. What make you think I'm opening up? Hold up. You got the wrong one. Where you getting my number from anyway? I got your number from the leasing office. The leasing office? Because I told they them I needed to. Say what? They done lost their 
mind giving you my number, calling me with some about some socks. Hey, man, they my favorite socks. And look here, I want my socks back from you, man. I'm going to say this one more time. You done lost your mind. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. Either I'm going to get them socks or I'm going to get that one of the got a plan. You say you live in five what? I live in you That's got a where plan. I live. Stay in I'll knock on your door in about 10 minutes if it's okay with you, partner. Hey, man, it's whatever. All I know is you better bring them damn socks when you bring your around here. I'm going to bring my favorite socks. You got my favorite socks. And you crying like a little about some socks? Man, damn with you. You got my man, socks, I'm gonna man. Man, I'm going to enjoy whipping your part. Hey, man, you better socks. have shirt. You better have my Chicago Bull Championship shirt. And you better have my Socks. Yo, you can't be taking people's stuff out the washroom. That's fine, partner. You got three socks, shirt, and a t-shirt. That's what you want. You got a woman coming for all of them. But that's fine with me, dog. But all I do, I want my socks back, man. You act like my little sister with a whole crying. What hey, man, no, don't worry about that. I, I, I better not catch you or your sister in my stuff. I'm going to tear it off. You hear me? You ain't going to tear a thing off nobody. You done lost your mind, first of all. Why don't you just head on down to the washroom so I can whoop your now? I'll meet you in the washroom right now, but you better bring my socks with you, you hear me? I'm bringing a whooping to you, punk. I'm going to put you inside that damn dryer and turn it on since you're stealing stuff out of it. That's your man. Let me tell you one thing. Hurry up, put your on, get down to the washroom now. I'm tired of my shoes. I'm on I'm the phone, fool, I'm already walking that way. So now what? When what? you see me, you know me. I know. When I already know you. Once you get busted in the head, you'll know what's going on. I wish you ain't a man enough, but... I'm going to, you, I'll hey, hey, tell you what, how long it's going to take you to get your ass over there? It's going to take me about two minutes, Pop. All right, the then. Time and guess what else I'm bringing with what me, What you bringing now? Is, is you listening to see what I'm bringing? Man, what? This is Nephew Tommy from no, the give a <laughs> Say what, man? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> hey, Charles. This nephew Tommy from the oh, Steve Harvey Morning man. Show, man. Yo, oh, girl, man. Shandria got me to prank you, man. Man, y'all wrong. <laughs> y'all wrong. Man, I got one boot on. I'm on my way down the stairs. I'm going to beat somebody. <laughs> Tommy. Come on, man. Tell me it ain't so. Man, I'm talking about I know ain't no grown man on this phone crying over no fuck. Oh, man, some socks, crazy. man. Some socks. Man, some socks. Boy, you know y'all tripping. <laughs> Hey, man, I got one more question, baby. What is, what is the baddest radio show in the land? Man, that's easy. The Steve Harvey Martin Show. <laughs> Charles, I got you, man. <laughs> and there you have it. Just let me socks. Be, just, yeah, yeah you know, just. Pranking people about their socks. Hey, you know, just let me be stupid sometime, y'all. Just oh, Let me oh have at oh, it. Consistent. Oh, we, we have yeah, no yeah. choice. Everybody <laughs> fighting for that spot. We've yeah. tried. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just saying, just let me be stupid every now and then. Let me let you. Every let now me now do we, it how I'm going to do it. We trying we to get it you. to. No, we, we trying are. to get it to every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's just all the time that's really troubling us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do break it up on Friday night now. I breaks it up Friday night. Ready to love on the own network. Yes. Nine eight central. I break it up. Have a little bit of sense and make it. Oh, you know, balance and Tommy, that thing. We have some yep. good news about Ready to Love coming up later in the show. Please, okay. please, please, you don't want to miss it. It's good news. Okay. I don't. Really I, good I news. told y'all not to tell it yet. What? Why? <sighs> 
of asked what? y'all not it's to out. tell him yet. Yeah, it's everybody knows. It's he yeah, don't just, know. But except for him, yeah. <laughs> well. They finna turn my show off? <laughs> oh, no. No. Dog, Ready show to don't play with me, Everybody's hooked. Dude, I don't the show is a hit. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. Don't prank me by my show. Please don't <laughs> no. do that. You prank but everybody t- else. Whatever. Socks. Whatever. The, job, the church. Draws. Funeral yeah. bodies. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve, why don't you do want us to, to tell them? Not now. Oh. Not we're, now. We're, okay. We're going to wait oh, for a couple of hours. Something. Can oh, we y'all tell them today? You don't yeah, think we, we just want to make them wait. Steve, you finna, you, you finna host my show, huh? What, what's supposed to happen? <laughs> you know he's capable. It's not like he I do know that. Did you say Finster? He did. He did. Did you say, what's Finster happen? Just as country as you are. But when you hear it, though, with your own ears, <laughs> and they ain't coming out your yeah, mouth, it's it different. It's different. Finster? <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, as promised, Ben Crump and Felonis Floyd, the brother of George Floyd, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, uh, our very, very special guest is here now. Uh, He is our very own hero. He is on the front line of almost every major case for social justice in this country for racial equality, for the downtrodden, for the little man, for the underdog. He is our own. He is the one and only Attorney Benjamin Crump. Woohoo! Hello, hello! <laughs> Artist working Steve, so very happy to be with you to <laughs> announce that historic verdict for George Floyd. And uh, Steve, I know you and the whole Steve Harvey morning show nation was fighting and praying for justice for Mm -hmm. George Floyd, something that we didn't often see where you had a historic civil settlement of $27 million with uh, policy reform, but then to get a criminal conviction of a police officer for killing an unarmed black man unjustifiably was something that was monumental. So I'm so happy, Steve, to come and thank you. You and the whole Steve Harvey Nation for standing with the family of George Floyd. You know, uh, for us, you know, yesterday we took nothing but phone calls. And I got to tell you and the family how of an impact this trial had because we came to terms. We've never seen a trial of this magnitude with this coverage. Now, this trial was far more impactful than the O.J. Simpson trial. Because this trial was for us. Yes. The, 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 the O.J. Simpson trial just was covered. That wasn't for us. This was for us. Yes, and to listen to our listeners yesterday, uh, Crump, and listen to the pain, the relief, the joy, the tears, and the moment we've been waiting for to watch what you just so described happen is something I didn't know that I would ever see in my lifetime. And for you who were standing with the family and especially to the family 
who yeah. has maintained a level of dignity like nothing I've ever seen before. Yes, sir. Yes, they sir. they call for peace when it looked like it was going to get out of hand. Mm-hmm. They they called for justice. They explained themselves eloquently. They were on point. Please tell the George Ford Flam family on behalf of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and all of us how proud we are of the dignity that they displayed during this entire time. Sorry for their loss, but Lord have mercy. Y'all put up a great fight. Mm. Well, Steve, I have one more exciting piece of news to tell you. You know how much I love you, frat. There is a young man on the phone with me. America has come to embrace him and love him. Uh, George Floyd's brother, Colonis Floyd, who Steve, I want you to know publicly, every day for over three weeks, he went into the courtroom fighting for justice for his brother, George Floyd, his big brother, wearing a Steve Harvey suit. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Loney! Thelonious, you Thelonious, Thelonious, you got a new nickname, Lonus. Lonus, one of them suits. Hey, he was looking sharp, Steve. Every day in one of your suits. Hey, Thelonious, can I tell you something? Thelonious, yes, sir. I don't want to call him. He belongs to us now. It's good to hear you laughing, brother. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's good to hear you laugh, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I I really enjoy you. My mom, she used to talk about you all the time. We used to stay up just to watch you on Apollo. Boy. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, oh, you an old fan. Oh, yeah. We an old fan. The Steve Harvey Show. Uh, new nephew, Tommy. Oh, y'all, man. Y'all just, y'all, y'all funny, man. Y'all crack me up, man. But Steve. <laughs> It's, it's been a blessing, man, just to just to look at you blossom like you have. Uh, and the statement a long time ago when you were on that, uh, con- that show with the contestants up there, that right there set you apart because you might have slipped up or had the wrong information, but boom, you came right back. And the world just said, man, we love Steve Harvey, man. Yeah, yeah. Especially hey, how man, you, you know something? Sam Hughes. Brother, I thank you for that. But, man, I want you to understand how important your brother has been, mm-hmm. what his life has meant to us as a culture. That's right. Your brother has given us something that we thought we'd never have. And our condolences to the family. But, man, your family is one of the greatest families for civil rights. You all will go down in history as the family that changed, that started the change in this country. And I want to let you know that, and we are aware of it, and we thank you from the bottom of my heart with the dignity that your family portrayed, unheralded, man. And we really appreciate everything. And before you say anything, because I want to come back, we got some questions for y'all. We're going to go to break so we can come back. We are talking with two great people on the phone. We've got our friend, our longtime guy, Benjamin Crump, and we've got George Floyd's brother, 
they want to call him Felonious. I want to call him Theo. What's his name? I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling Theo, though. After this. We'll be back right after this. We're going to see if we can. He's smiling today. That's a good thing, man. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody. uh, We're back. And our our special guest on the phone is our friend, uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump. And uh, Felonis Floyd, uh, who is George Floyd's uh, younger brother, and they are here today to talk about uh, the verdict and everything. Benjamin Crump, uh, let me just start with you. Your feelings as the verdict was read. You know, Steve, I, I thought about so many people who you and I have over the years who was denied due process, who was denied belief in America that we have liberty and justice for all. And as that verdict came through, all those names, Trayvon, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, uh, they all ran through my mind. And I said, thank you, God, because today is historic, not just for George Floyd's family, but also for children yet unborn. This will set a precedent that Mm. will give marginalized minorities, especially black people, a precedent that they know justice is possible. And that's the thing that went through my mind, Steve Harvey. Absolutely. Hey, now, Felonis, Felonis Floyd, everybody. This is George Floyd's younger brother. You've been right there the entire time. Tell me how your family felt at the time the verdict was read and and what you all have been kind of feeling and going through since the verdict. Wow. Just at the courtroom, um, I was pacing back and forth, walking. I was nervous. And attorney Benjamin Crump and my wife, they said, hey, look, whatever you have to do to be comfortable, if you got to pace yourself back and forth, do it. And I did it. And from that point on, when it was time to enter the courtroom, I sat there and I prayed for 30 minutes in the corner in the seat that they only allowed one family member to be in inside the courtroom. Mm -hmm. And when the judge came out and he said, guilty, guilty, and guilty, oh, I was just ecstatic. I was super excited. I didn't know what to do, but it felt like I had just won a championship. Mm -hmm. And... All I did was think about my brother, because my brother, that's what he would say, man. We just won the championship, and my wife said, hey, we bringing this W back to Houston. But I told her, I say, this is for the world, baby. This is for everybody. This is for Emma Teal. This is for everybody who didn't even get that opportunity to have justice. And we prayed so much for it, Steve. Hey, Felonis, hang on one second, man. We got we to gotta take a break. We're coming back. We're talking with uh, Felonis Floyd, who is George Floyd's younger brother, and uh, attorney Benjamin Crump on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back. And we've been talking this morning with attorney Benjamin Crump and with um, uh, George Floyd's younger brother, Felonis. And we were talking, and we just left off, and Felonis was telling us how he felt during the uh, reading of the verdict. Uh, what's kind of been your family's uh, thought process since the, since the uh, trial 
has ended now. I mean, you've had a night of rest and sleep. I would imagine this is the first. I don't know, man. Did you did you have a decent night rest finally? Did did you feel some sense of relief? What 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 was it? Steve, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I really didn't even want to go to sleep. I was just excited and and happy at the time uh, because. We never had an officer being able to be charged uh, with uh, accountability for, for killing an African-American man because as African-Americans, we feel like we never get justice. So mm. I was on cloud nine. I wanted to stay up. But one of Ben's co-workers, they said, hey, look, you need to go to sleep. And I did, but that was the worst thing I could have did because now I'm sleeping. I'm tired. After that, all these other days, I've been up getting only like three hours, two hours and four hours of sleep, and I've been functioning well. My body, I went to sleep for like five <laughs> or six hours last night, and I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, man, you messed your system up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, but, but you know what? Let me tell you something. The things that we fight for in life, it's great just that I have the opportunity to see older people who've been through, I like to call it hell. They've been through hell coming up, drinking out of water phones around the corner, could not yeah. being able to come inside of buildings. Muhammad Ali, when he came back from the military, he couldn't even eat at the table. But right. all of those people are smiling and they look at me and they're telling me, thank you. I said, don't say thank you to me. Thank you to technology. Thank you to that that minor, Denala, who recorded the video. That's right. Thank you to that nine-year-old who got up there and testified against um, the people who was representing the Blue Wall. You know, it collapsed wow. yesterday, and these lieutenants, these chiefs, they all were against what happened. And they all said, we do not condone that. We do not teach that. And that let me know that we was in a world, we live in a world that can be changed. We can yeah. take the hatred out of people, but they just got to be able to accept love in their heart. Amen. You know, mm -hmm. darkness is darkness. But when you shed light, Dr. King said it, that's the only way things are mm. going to get better. Mm. Man, right. I just, it's, 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 it's difficult every day. I think about my mom, you know, I'm not being here. I think about my brother, but his daughter is here and she predicted this. She said that my dad was going to change the world. And she, she, yeah, she spoke did. on it and she spoke it into existence. And yeah. also, Attorney Crump, he's not going to tell you, but he spoke this into existence too. He said, it's going to be the verdict. It's going to be the next day. And just like that, less than 24 hours, they had a verdict. Everybody thought it was going to take two days. <laughs> wow. You know, that, uh, that now, now uh, Attorney Crump, were you yes, surprised... Sir at how quickly the verdict was rendered? You know, Steve, I predicted it was gonna come back on Tuesday because obviously the video was pivotal. But mm -hmm. the thing that really got me, Steve, when I knew this verdict was gonna come back fast and it was gonna come back in our favor was when that nine-year-old little girl took the stand. And I'm a father, I have an eight-year-old daughter named Brooklyn. And when she says, Shirley and Carla, that yeah. well, first they asked him politely, but he still didn't take his knee off his neck. I knew if there were parents on that jury, Steve Harvey, they were not going to send the message to their children that said Derek Chauvin's barbaric 
act of putting his knee on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds was going to be acceptable. And I knew they were going to give a verdict that would send a message not just to the world, but to their children. And that's what made me confident, Steve Harvey. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well said. Hey, uh, everybody, hang on right quick. Uh, we've got uh, Benjamin Crump and uh, Felonis Floyd as our special guest. we got more with these two brothers right after this. Don't go away. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back with our special guest, uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump, and our new family member, uh, Felonis Floyd. This was a victory for all of us. This gave black people a sense that, wow, something can go right for us in this judicial system when it comes to the police, you know, and that's all it needs. And now, man, we got a lot of work to do, we know, but the passing of uh, the murder of George Floyd, of your brother, has has changed the way things will be viewed from now. Because I think, uh, Crump, if you ask me, I think that the prosecutors in this, because we kind of had this discussion yesterday. Uh-huh. Normally, the police department and the prosecutors are always in bed together because they, those two components form the case, right? This was the first time I've seen a prosecutor really go after a police officer with the aid of other police officers. And the prosecution did such a good job at presenting their case, they became stars. I think it's gonna have a rollover effect to other prosecutors who wanna get that same type of shine on their career when it comes down to cases like this. God knows, I I pray you're right, Steve, because you're right, normally prosecutors, when they prosecute police for killing black people, it's like a fish out of water experience, but here, it was profound, and I will tell you this, Steve Harvey, when President Biden called us uh, mm-hmm. when we were leaving the court, he t- he said, you all may not believe this, but many police officers are also praying for y'all to get justice because they said what Derek Chauvin did on that video was not representative of them. Right. They want people to know that this was immoral and inhumane. Wow. This has been a great uh, day for us, man, uh, for all of us. And we really do thank you, uh, Felonis, and your family for being the way you were. You know, you know, you know, sometimes you have a case and people get to talking about it and they kind of embarrass you a little bit. You know, you go, man, I wish they'd go somewhere and sit down. They messing this thing up. That was not the case with the Floyd family. No, not at all. Y'all, you all's dignity and the way you spoke and you maintained such a level of grace and dignity, man. You made, yeah, eloquence. You made a lot of us so proud, Mm -hmm. so proud to say, boy, look at this family stand up here, boy. They doing it the right way. You call for peace when 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 it looked like some of the things was getting out of hand. You call for peace. You kept the right tone. You had the right attitude. You didn't give them nothing else to talk about except y'all murdered our brother. Please let your family know on behalf of all of us, uh, especially around the country, but here on the show, uh, you made us proud. Uh, 
Steve Harvey. Alona says, she wore the suit so uh, fashionably for all the world to see in the courtroom. How can he get a year's supply of Steve Harvey's suit? So every time he do an interview, he can be looking clean as the board of him. Boy, listen to me. Felonis, I am going to make sure the new collection that's coming out, you will get one of every single suit, shirt, tie, everything Go I got. Go ahead, so you, I'm finna, Boy, let me tell wow. you something. I'm wow. finna fly somebody to you, measure you up. I'm gonna send a tailor to you, measure you up, get all these suits, get them fitted to you so you look like real money. You, you ain't gonna ever have to buy another stick you ain't never got to buy another suit. Well, I promise you that. Well, that's nice. That's a year supply, as long as I'm making suits for Lonis Floyd, ass fitting to be popping. That's crazy. Wow. Better not catch you it. with nothing else. Fly. Thank you, man. Better not see you with a Sean John or... A stray hand, I bet not see it now. Another one of them monkey ass suits. Hey. You know, no, this no, you might, you Just might yes. you know what you would know. No, we we different now, Shirley. This is the interview I've been waiting to do. Dog, I know this ain't gonna be proper. I know some people gonna have problem with this here. Uh-oh. But from now on. Get the beep button ready. Uh-oh. You, no, you ain't got to beep. I ain't going to say nothing that requires beeping. Okay. You from now on is my mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you my mm. <laughs> from now on, boy. Anybody ask you, <laughs> you can tell them Steve Harvey my mm. That's your frat brother, Benjamin. That's your frat brother right there. That's my man, brother. That's my Omega frat brother. Dog. Hey, 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 Ben. When are you gonna get? When are you gonna get you some rest, man? Cause you are the hardest working man we know, brother. Woo. Hey, we trying. (laughs) You, you know, we trying, y'all, and seem like every time we make take a few steps forward, y'all know. Ten miles from where they were having the trial, young right. brother Dante Wright get killed by this white policewoman claimed she pulled her taser and shoot him. So, Steve, at some point we got to come back and talk about that because ain't no way you mistake a taser from a gun when all the protocols they go through. And Felonis and his family, you're right, y'all. They have become the comforters and the counsels for this family who's starting to go through what they went through just a year ago. Wow. And uh, we are, we all get through this together, y'all. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's, you you got to understand that if they can make federal laws to protect a bird, which is the bald eagle, they can make federal laws to protect people of color. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. it's a time for change, Uh-oh. and that time is now. Yeah. Hey, these, okay. these protesters all around the world, they all ignited a flame in them. And... I'm I'm happy because they was out with boots boots on the ground, stomping in the honor of George and others who have been murdered. And this is this is big, this is major. Uh, every country said, "Look, we not gonna stop until y'all can breathe." And Miss mm, wow. Carr, 
she's having that opportunity now because I'm a fight for her because they didn't give her that they didn't give her that chance. Eric Garner, yeah. Eric Garner, yeah, Eric Garner. Mm-hmm. Eric Garner, we got Brianna Taylor. We got to do it for everybody. I'm right here with I'm with Brianna Taylor's uh, boyfriend now, and this is ridiculous, man. We have to fight. Hey, man, let me tell y'all something. Yes, and, sir. And we're going to let y'all go, but I've got to tell you something. I'm in Africa, right? And mm-hmm. I'm taping a uh, family feud in South Africa. When I walked out on stage today, I got a standing ovation. I, I'm used to that. But when I backed up and I got ready to announce, hey, welcome to Family Feud South Africa. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. They kept clapping. And then finally, I just said, hey, man, y'all, come on. But they kept clapping. So finally, we cut the camera off. I said, man, didn't they tell y'all that's all you got to do? They said, we clapping for the verdict, Steve. Congratulations. Wow. My Lord. Dog, this is in Africa. In Africa. Wow. They wow. said, Steve, we love y'all. We clapping for the verdict, man. Congratulations. That just happened to me tonight. I almost started crying, man. I saw it for myself today. I thank you so much, Steve, man, for Amen. everything. Let me tell you something. It was an honor for us to talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. it was. Thank y'all so much. Congratulations, man. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. That's yes, right. Thank y'all you. the heroes out of this deal. Hey, y'all, y'all right. put your hands together for Benjamin Crump and yeah. Felonious Floyd. Thank y'all yes, for coming. Yes, sir. Yeah. We love yes, sir. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for the strawberry letter for today. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air like we're going to read this one. You hear it right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, if he wants it, hmm, he has to pay. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 37-year-old single mom, and I've been divorced since my child was three years old. My ex-husband did not contribute financially to me and our daughter in the years past because he had some health issues with which kept him from working for a long period of time, and he ended up moving in with his dad. Our daughter is 13 now, and my ex-husband has a great job again, and his health is much better. He has a new home, and he's still a single man. He recently poured out his heart to me and said he's single because he still loves me and wants his family back. I don't believe him because he's had many years to prove it, even when he was ill and his finances weren't all the way together. I would have been there for him and helped him out, even though he cheated on me in the past. That's what led to our divorce. He had a long-term relationship with another woman, and she came to my house with the jewelry he bought her, uh, bought for her, and she was driving the car he bought for her. I was very hurt, and we went to counseling, but the only reason I did that was for my daughter's sake. Over the years after our divorce, I forgave him and I stopped hating him. He and our daughter are best friends now, and she's been bugging me to give her dad a second chance. A second chance. I don't trust him, and it is his fault. He knows if he wants me to consider seeing him again, he has to really bring it this time. I don't want to ever... Uh, have to wonder where he is or who he's with. I want control of all of the money. I want all of his passcodes, and he can't be on social media or have female friends. He said that it's too much to ask for, but 
I don't think so. If he wants me, he has to pay. Am I going overboard? Please help. Nah, I don't think you're going overboard. I mean, if that's what you need right now to feel secure, and you may change later, that's what you need. And I, I just say don't waste your time anymore with this guy. I mean, you gave him... You, you gave him your terms, and he said it's too much. It's probably about controlling all the money. That's probably where he had a problem, but he didn't like your terms. So there's your answer. I, I don't think he's ready right now. I think a person who wants his family back and who still loves you would want to do whatever it takes to make it up to you. I mean, did he forget that he cheated on you and that's what led to the divorce? At that time, the trust was broken, and that needs to be rebuilt. Uh, you know, it's change of behavior. It's actions, not words, that you need right now because you don't believe him, and he's given you no reason to. At least you didn't mention it in the letter. Um, uh, he, he's given you no reason to believe him. I, of course, your daughter wants you guys to be back together. I mean, most kids hate divorce. It's very hard on them. But you have to explain it to her, since she's bugging you to give him a second chance, that his actions prove that so far he doesn't deserve a second chance because he can't t commit to giving you what you've asked for. Uh, you've forgiven him, you no longer hate him, and I'm assuming uh, you're on friendly terms with him. So uh, just leave it at that for right now. If, if he really, really wants you, then he'll do what it takes, what you want. Steve? Wow. If he wants it, he has to pay. Uh, the problem with this letter, though, is the payment is all her terms. And I think what she should have did was, if I were her, I would have gone about this a little bit slicker if you're going to consider. But let me help you. I think you should consider this, and I want to show you why. Uh, you're single, divorced, three-year-old, your husband didn't contribute to the relationship before because he was had health issues, kept him from working. He ended up moving in with his dad. Your daughter's 13, so that's three years. That's 10 years. Your, your ex-husband has gotten on his feet. Great job. Health is a lot better. He has a new home and is still a single man. This is the first line I want to bring to your attention. He's back on his feet. He's financially strong. He has a new home, and he's still single. Could it be true, or let me help you understand that it's true, hard to have chicks on the side and buy a new house at the same time? Uh. Hard to have chicks on the side and buy a new house at the same time. I just want to share that with you. Is it impossible? Not saying it's impossible, <laughs> but I'm just telling you. Mm -hmm. Then... He poured out his heart to you. He told you he's single because he still loves me and he wants his family back. That could be true. Now, you know, you don't believe him because he's had a lot of years to prove it. Well, what broke y'all up before was two things. He cheated, you say, and a lot of it was finance. He couldn't contribute, couldn't take care of his family, nothing. And that's very important to a man. So maybe he wanted to wait until he could get back on his feet, get his thing together so he could come to you with something. This is all a possibility. Now, you're saying you would have been there for him and helped him out, even though he cheated me on the past. But you didn't, see. And you didn't probably because he cheated on you. And that's mm. perfectly understandable. But you said you would have been there for him and helped him out. Why would you do that? to somebody that cheated on you. 
And the man know he was wrong, so he done got himself together. Now, that's what led to your divorce. He had a long-term relationship with a woman. She came to my house with the jewelry he bought her and the car he bought her. Mm-hmm. Well, that ain't happening no more. That's over with. You were hurt, and y'all went to counseling. When I come back, I'm going to tell you what I think your move should be. All right, Steve, hang on to your response. We'll have part two coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. If he wants me, he has to pay as a subject. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. If he wants it, he has to pay. 37-year-old single mother with a child, three years old, by her former husband. The daughter is now 13 years old. They broke up because of health issues, because it kept him from working for a long period of time, and he had to move in with his dad. Now, he's back on his feet, got a new house, and uh, he's still single, and he poured his heart out to her, told his woman he's single because he still loves me, he wants his family back. This could be true. You say you don't believe him because he had a lot of years to prove it, but he was getting back on his feet. And if y'all broke up before because he had to move in with his dad because he cheated on you and he didn't have himself together because he couldn't work right, maybe he wanted to get himself together. Well, he did. Now, he had a long-term relationship with this woman that came to your house. I don't know when she came to your house. Really? I don't know when this was. <laughs> this this was just uh, a piece of information that came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. You didn't say when y'all was married. After the marriage, I don't know when she came to the house and you saw all this jewelry in this car. And you were hurt. Y'all went to counseling, so it must mean I guess y'all were still married. But the only reason I did that was for your daughter. Because over the years after the divorce, you've forgiven him, stopped hating him. And he and your daughter are best friends. Now she's been bugging me to give her dad a second chance. Now you say I don't trust him and it's his fault. Okay, that's true. And you're justified in feeling exactly that way. Got it. He knows if he wants me to consider seeing him again, he has to really bring it this time. So now, you don't ever want to have to wonder where he is or who he's with. That's okay. Cool. Now, here's where the demands may have stopped this from happening. I want control of all the money. I want all of his passcodes. And he can't be on social media or have female friends. He said, that's too much to ask for. <laughs> you need to find out what's, which one is too much. Because if he got yeah. to have female friends, if that's the part that's too much, leave his ass right where he is. If he don't want to give you his passcodes and all that, leave his ass right where he is. But if it's about this money, like Shirley said, which I think it is, could it be because he done got on his feet, he's proud of his accomplishments, he's willing to share, but he ain't finna give you control of it. And a lot of people, they don't, don't, uh, are not going to relinquish control of it. So now, he say that's too much to ask, but I don't think so. If he wants this, he has to pay. Am I going overboard? Please help. I think you need to demand everything except control of all the money, and I think you all should have joint control of the money. Nobody should feel like they can't make a move in a marriage without asking a, another person. You are both adults. These women on the show would not go home and not be able to shop or buy something when they want to. They got to ask their husband, can I have this? Can I have anybody can do that? 
It's just a limit. Some, everybody can man, come on. And now, ain't no man finna marry no woman. Give her all the money and go, can I buy this? Can I have this? Can I go play golf? Can I buy, Can I get some money? Girl, no I one. Get on my nerves. So <laughs> now, do I think you're going overboard? If you're demanding all this, yes. Now, if he don't want to give you his passcode and he don't, and he want to have female friends, then you got to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. But if it's about that money, y'all got to work out something where y'all both can have control and say so over the money, and y'all each still have an individual life with your own money. You got to have that in a relationship to move around. Because that get old real quick, having to ask somebody for everything. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Shirley, Carla, how would you feel if y'all had to go and ask your husband for everything? Oh, I'd be oh, single, no. Steve. I'm just going to say yeah, that. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm surprised I've been married that. this long. <laughs> what you say? You pat yourself on the back right Surprise now. Surprise my damn self. Okay. Shirley, say, oh, first no. time you ask Shirley the voice papers. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Okay. Because no. I'm going to tell you, I mean, Marjorie controls a lot. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, she has access to everything, and she knows where everything is. Mm-hmm. But control all of it? Hold up now. Right. Well, I, I think you know, they we need to have di- conversations. Yeah, they need to discuss it because he just yeah he just cut her off and said that's too much. Well, let's talk about it, you know. And she has yeah, her, dude. You know, they they need to talk about it. They do. You know, man, if you really want your family back, mm-hmm. show her. Then you want your family back, but yeah. you this time you need to act like she a family. And I'm telling you, money was a big part of why they broke up before because it's the first thing I she know. said. He yeah. was unable to support us, and he had to move in with his dad. Well, he had health issues, yeah. So you yeah. wasn't going to take care of his ass, and you weren't... <laughs> what? He was cheating. <laughs> Let her take care of you. What happened to sickness and in health? You got to move on. You got to move in with your dad. You can't crawl up steps. No, you got to move in with your dad. <laughs> Going over there, he ain't got no steps. I'm not going to be helping you up these steps every night so you can go to bed. What you mean, bring the toilet in here? <laughs> if he cheated. We ain't finna do all this now. Right. Going in there, your dad is strong enough to help you up these steps. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I got to take care of this baby. Man. <laughs> All right, listen, thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand, please. And coming up, 46 minutes after the hour, Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right now, it is Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Oh, Shirley, Unk. Uh- Tommy Jr. Carl, listen, uh, this is going to be great here. Look, you, call uh, you in the UFC? Yeah, I did. I put myself in. Yeah. Ain't I on the yeah, team? You, yeah, yeah, you call yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I call myself it. in there. Uh, Unc, you in the UFC, man. I'm just now starting to get into this, but it's a big fight Saturday. Caramel Usman versus Jorge Misvidal. Two. Yeah, this is number two. I don't know uh, how I'm going to watch this in Africa, but I got to see this. <laughs> uh, I'm just starting to get into this, man. This is crazy. Uh, you know, Usman won the first one. He defeated uh, Misvidal in the first meeting. But but Misvidal holds the record for the fastest knockout in UFC. He not going to do that seconds. to this boy. Not the Nigerian nightmare, Junior. <laughs> no. Your Usman yeah, is the Nigerian nightmare. 
The regular fights are three rounds, five-minute rounds. The championship fight is five rounds, five minutes. Five minutes of fighting? Five minutes? Without going to sit down? <laughs> Wait a minute, but everything go, though. They use elbow, feet, Dog. head, choke holes. Kick you dead in the mouth. Ooh. Ooh, uh-uh. If you put your toe on my face, when I do wake back up, <laughs> <laughs> when you do wait, yeah, your ass needs to be in that locker room. You better not be in this cage nowhere. <laughs> now, um, they use four ounce gloves. They they just bad gloves. They got they like they just barely covering the hands. So when you get hit in the face, you feel the whole knuckle in your chest. You think you think you fighting in nineteen twenty and Jack Johnson did just hit your ass head in the mouth. <laughs> With them tight ass shorts on, with them yeah. boxing shoes with no socks. And... Yeah, Boy, they man. fought so to the death. Hey, dog, they had 50 round fights back in the day. Wow. Who fought 50 rounds? Dog, it was till you won. They would have 50, 60 round fights. That, that, that's, that's, that's just barbaric. That's a whole day. That's like eight hours, ain't it? That's like a, yeah, that's like that's a job. Barbaric. Man. Well, I'm looking forward, man. I'm going to get this fight, man. I got to see this. This is going to be something we're going to have to look forward to just looking at, man. Because I, 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 I'm going to have to put my my money on a, somebody named Nigerian Nightmare. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with somebody with a scary name. Nigerian Nightmare, money going when on he, him. Then. When he won the last time, he got up in the camera and said, I'm a problem. Put some respect on my name because mm-hmm. I'm Ooh. a problem. Ooh. Yeah, sounds scary. Yeah, this gonna be two ladies fighting too. Oh yeah. Hey man, them ladies in the UFC, them be some good fights. Yes, they do. All right, thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, Carla's reality update. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Tommy, introduce that girl. Ladies and gentlemen, she is here, the one and only Carla Farrell. With what reality update? All right, thank you, Nevin. Coming in hot. <laughs> so Coming silly. Thank hot. you, Shirley. Coming in You're hot. Welcome, I love it. girl. Coming in hot. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Married to Medicine. Reverend Al Sharpton invited Dr. Damon yeah. and Dr. Heavenly to conduct COVID testing for during the March on Washington. Now, this was back in August that mm-hmm. they extended this uh, invitation and Dr. Damon and his wife, Dr. Heavenly, they invited all of the Married to Medicine doctors to join them in D.C. They chartered a private jet, private planes. The doctors was doing mm-hmm. it up big and they, you know, got to D.C. and they accepted this mission and, and uh, they wanted to help and do what they can. And so while at dinner in, in uh, D.C., Reverend Al Sharpton told the doctors that providing COVID testing Uh, at the march was very important because one of the reasons he was saying it 57 years ago when Dr. King, you know, had the march on Washington, they didn't even have black doctors like Mm -hmm. the doctors on Married to Medicine. So Dr. Al Sharpton, I mean, Reverend Al Sharpton was saying how important it was for the doctors to be there, to be present, to test some of the marchers and Mm -hmm. and COVID testing and, and doing their part. And the doctor's uh, appreciated that. Also, special guest attorney Ben Crump was on Married to Medicine. He was just on our show uh, about an hour or so ago this morning. And attorney Ben Crump, 
he uh, was a special guest at the dinner too, and he talked to the doctors about racism and what's going on in America. And he talked to the doctors about racism in the medical field. And Dr. Eugene, Dr. Damon, and Dr. Contessa, they all talked to uh, Benjamin Crump, and they opened up about times that they have dealt with racist patients. And mm. discussing with the group, uh, Benjamin Crump discussed with the group about racist how moving patients. forward. Oh, okay. Well, you think you were sick when you came in here? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You don't want me to take care of you because uh-huh. I'm African-American. And they say they deal with that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these doctors are their home bases in Atlanta, in Georgia. So they talked about that, too. So they talked about racism being a pandemic in America. So it was a very... Very good episode. So shout out to Married to Medicine. You know we love Dr. Jackie. She Dr. listens Jackie. to the show all the time. <laughs> Morning, Dr. Jackie. Moving on, season finale of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Who thank goodness that show there? I don't understand <laughs> what was going on, <laughs> on this season. It's a lot happening. It was <laughs> a lot happening, and there was almost a fight. Cynthia hosted this Christmas party, friend miss party with the Christmas gifts, and they were all supposed to purchase a gift over a thousand dollars. Drew did a gag gift, and it it was just a lot. It was yeah. just a lot going on. Yeah, Drew was mad at Latoya, saying she was sleeping with a family friend who is a prophet. And she's saying that Latoya broke up this man's uh engagement. All kinds of wow. drama. Left yeah. With the prophet? With, with the, the prophet. In the in with the, the profit, okay. what's going on with was the profit? Well, he probably told it was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait on you uh, to say that something. <laughs> yes, the season is over, so next is the reunion show. So okay. I will check out Real Housewives of Atlanta. And Cynthia kicked the ladies out of the Christmas party because they, you know, almost started fighting in her house. You got to go. Mm. Kick them out. Yeah, yeah. You can't Didn't find she have some llamas? House. She had llamas at the Christmas party, and then she kicked them out, but llamas. the Christmas carolers Why were out there with there? them. Uh-huh. Because it was a Christmas party, I guess she was trying to do some holiday-themed reindeer type. I don't know. Uh, I, it was crazy, Junior. Huh? What did you say, Michael Jackson used to have llamas. Uh-huh. Steve? That's a Steve question. Neverland. Um, oh, yeah, he had everything he did. out there. He did, yeah. Uh-huh. Llamas, monkeys. <laughs> He had he had elephants bought in for a special guest one time. Oh wow! Elephants. Okay. Wow, elephants. All right. You uh, definitely can't let them elephants stay though. They got to go back right after the event. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you why because we don't have time. Thank God. But we will be back at 20 minutes after the hour. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, it is time for tell me something good news. Ladies and gentlemen, this is really good news. A Will Packer produced dating series hosted by our very own nephew, Tommy. You know we love it. Ready to Love has just made a major announcement. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. What? (laughs) We got to do it big. We got to do it big because you know how much we love Ready to Love. All right, Tommy. Yes. All right, Tommy. For the next four episodes a very special guest on ready to love the one and only steve harvey Whoa! Be a special oh, right. four oh. episodes yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. 
Congratulations, Steve. Unkin. Mom, man. Do what? Boy, Never thought we'd surprise you, boy. Man. Yeah, remember we yeah. talked earlier we had a surprise ready to love this announcement. No man, it's live. What is y'all talking about? Let me what, go live is... right now. No, no, no. We're going live. No, We're going live. No. We got to tell everybody. Hell What's no. It's we on the app. We tell everybody. Yeah. He finna do what? Steve will be a special guest for four episodes coming. Your uncle. Uncle Neff. Yeah, that's together, that's gonna be good. Yeah. Who the hell? Are, who approved this here? Uh, you heard me say Will oh, Packer. Well, yeah. Will ain't told it's, me it's, nothing. Well, they well it's real show. Yeah. We telling you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk All right, we'll let it marinate with Tommy, and uh, we'll be Man. back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning like Show at 33 minutes after. Well, get your ass out here. You ain't ready to love. No reaction, I thought. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so when we left, we had some exciting news about Tommy's show, Ready to Love. Uh, they made a major announcement, and now Steve is going to be a very special guest for four episodes of Ready to Love. Congratulations, Steve. Man. And Tommy, too. That's great yeah. news. Way to go. I, I ain't heard nothing about this here. Well, we was trying yeah. to surprise you, man. It's like yeah. a... Uh, it's just a thing, you know, because I've been giving love advice on the show for a long time, and I wrote the book, uh, and Will Packer did the movie, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Uh, I know all that too, go ahead. You know, and I let you in <laughs> that. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, he read, he was good, I mean, you know, I've been good but, 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 but go on, go on, tell me what you're supposed to be doing on these four episodes you're going to be on. What well, is, what is you special, to be Well, they wanted a different Tommy take on the show, so they asked me to come in. And provide some like you know, act like a lady, think like a man, love advice to the couples. You know, uh -huh. cause you ain't even seen the show. How, how is you fit to come on the show and help somebody with anything? Well, you ain't even you know, seen the show. You know, once you pay me, I find a way to help. We ain't got we ain't got no budget for you. <laughs> well, hell, I'm over there struggling with the budget. I'm on high. They got some money for you. <laughs> well. <laughs> No, no, ain't no, ain't, well, hell, we need to get Will, 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 finna, Will, Will not, finna meet not, Thomas now. That's what, you, that's what fence have. But Will fence to meet Thomas now. Well, Go ahead. But see, you, you're not going to be in like all the episodes when I'm there. So what, what did like you mean I ain't in the, the episode on, on my show? What did you, what did you? Hey, it's man. It's still your show. It's just Can you complete a sentence, Tom? No, y'all might want to go to a commercial. Y'all might really want to go to a commercial right now. But, see, dog, this, the budget, Will worked it out. Huh? I'm just. Will uh, worked out some money. Oh, Quit, two W's in a row. Uh-oh. He's mad. When Will like found it. some money? <laughs> when did Will <laughs> find some money? Well. I talked to Will. I talked to Will last Wednesday. When I talked to him Wednesday, he ain't had no money then. So how in the hell Will found some money for you? Because yesterday see, was Wednesday. But see, on on Wednesday, he he came to me and just kind of you know gave me the idea, and I said I would. I thought it'd be cool. He said y'all can announce it on the show as a surprise to Tommy. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, cool. you don't want to always tired. Look for me to be in me. Africa next week, co-hosting <laughs> Family Feud <laughs> with you. Look, look for me next week on that. Well, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I got a passport. I know how to get. <laughs> I don't see why you guys just can't work together. 
Yeah, work together on this show every day. Yeah. I, what is the problem? All right. Uh, surprise. Will uh, ain't said nothing about this here. <laughs> Coming up in 49 minutes after the hour, Damn. we'll do our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. Wait till I talk to Will. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, last break of the day. This is our last break of the day. Thank you, first of all, to attorney Ben Crump and uh, Felonis Floyd for coming on and letting us know how they felt about that historic verdict uh, about uh, the Derek Chauvin case, in the Derek Chauvin case. So thanks to them for coming on. They are our family members. And uh, the nephew. Yeah. It was a great yeah. interview, Steve. It really was, Steve. Crump. You did your thing. Wow. Thank you. Floyd. That was so fantastic. Yeah, I'd like to president. thank uh, Mississippi Monica for booking that and making it happen. Cause that yes. Was great job. Because we're the great first job, one because he told Monica, we want Steve Harvey Morning Show to be first. Yeah. You know. Exclusive. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Job, it was really Monica. good. It was really good. Nephew, you all right? Oh, I'm going to be all right. <laughs> Can we really have a drum roll, please? Nephew Tommy. Nephew Tommy. Here's the drum roll. The announcement about me being a special guest on the show and allowing you to take some time off. We are proud to say that it is true that I will be a special guest on the show. But your ass just got pranked. Live <laughs> on the radio, <laughs> booty tightened up and everything. <laughs> yes, it did. Will start hanging Will. on the floor, trying to call Will on the break. Will. Will, <laughs> Will get some money. So tell everybody in case they yeah. missed it, what happened, Steve? What happened was uh, Shirley has a, had a special announcement for Tommy. I still do. Mm-hmm. And still does. Mm-hmm. I hijacked it and told her to tell Tommy that the special announcement was I'll be making folk special guest appearances on Ready for Love. Uh, And then um, he was worried about the budget. How they gonna pay you? They struggling. Well, you ain't gonna be there. (laughs) For all of them. On the commercial break, he was trying to call Will and Shirley Nim said you ought to let him off the hook. I wasn't. I was gonna just ride it all the way out. This is such great news, Steve. Uh, we we are very proud of nephew Tommy and his yes. show, Ready to Love. They received a Best Dating Series nomination for the MTV Movie and TV Award. So congratulations, Tommy. We want everyone to vote. Everyone to please vote for Ready to Love now through April 30th at vote.mtv.com. Congratulations, Tommy. You'll probably get your first uh, Image Award. Wow. Yeah, man. NAACP yeah. Image Award probably come shortly. Because when your show start getting recognized like this and start getting uh, nomination, the, the industry perks up and listens. Because they got to give this award. They ain't just make it up and give it to you. They have this. And of all of them, yours is the best. So you you in this this could be a long ride and you know own own can't take off uh, award winning shows 
<laughs> and it's so good, Steve. The it's show is just yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Grown no, people. See, it's really yeah. good. Y'all I've been is, watching this since day one, Netflix. Uh-huh. Day one, mm-hmm. I've been watching. Oprah ain't, ain't mm-hmm. dumb you, like bro. NBC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NBC uh, will cut off their nose to spite their face. <laughs> and I, but I thank God for them, though. But mm-hmm. you, on the other hand, are with Oprah. And they got they got an award winning show, so congratulations, nephew Tommy. That's a big award. Aww. Anytime you get Thank recognized you, for your work, over and above others. Yes. Yeah. So again, we want everyone to vote now through April 30th at vote.mtv.com. Vote for Ready to Love, hosted by nephew Tommy. Congratulations, Ready to Love. Thank y'all. Yeah. My man. Yeah, Tommy, we're Woo-hoo. proud of you. But we had to and prank you, though. And your uncle prank you. Yeah, he, we, he texted us. He got me. Yeah. me, too. Yeah, he texted me. I'm going to be we're talking about something. Well, we'll get some money, though. I know you know <laughs> Tommy's temper. <laughs> now he's not speaking to us money. for the la- next month. <laughs> yeah. Just so y'all know, Tommy needs to host a show ready to grudge. Yeah. Yeah. He can hold one, can he? Welcome back. We got some people that really want to whoop somebody's ass. And I, you know what? I want to help y'all out with that. <laughs> you and Steve could really could host yeah, that. Yeah, both though. of them. <laughs> Perfect. That's a great show. All right. Well, congratulations again, nephew. Again, go to vote.mtv.com. Vote for Ready to Love. Thank you. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. Hey, y'all, just real quick and uh, closing, I just want to say, you know, we heard from uh, 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 Attorney Crump today, and we heard from the brother of George Floyd, Filonis Floyd, Mm -hmm. and it was great from my standpoint to be able to hear Filonis laugh. I mean, man, look. When you lose a loved one, it's it's not a good period. Your brother? Oh, my God. Your brother, man? Your mother's already gone. Now your brother. Them some pretty key people in a person's life, man. But to hear him laughing today was music to our ears, man. And to finally get a victory for all of us, and to watch the dignity that the Floyd family behaved in during this entire time, we got some folks we can be proud of. And the Floyd family is definitely that family. And his daughter said it best. My daddy going to change the world. Well, little girl, you're exactly right. Your father has put a footprint in the sand that no amount of wind going to be able to blow over. And congratulations and thank you so much to the Floyd family for your strength, your grace, and your dignity. You made us all proud. And now we got some more work to do. Let's keep voting and let's keep changing policy. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We will see y'all tomorrow. Talk to God. He'd love to hear from you. Talk to you. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 